Hey everyone, Josh and Ryan here, and welcome back to the 2% Podcast. Research shows if you put 100 random people in a room, somewhere amongst them, there'll be just two truly incredible, inspirational people who are living their lives to the fullest. In this podcast, we bring those exact people to you, week in, week out. 2% of a day is just half an hour, so thank you for taking 2% of your day to be educated and inspired by joining us on our journey as we learn the secrets, routines and dreams of the two percenters. Hi guys, welcome back to the 2% podcast. This episode does contain themes of uh, adult nature, so if you want sort of family-friendly content then we have plenty of other episodes that is probably more appropriate. This episode is with Plumley. We talk about the highs and lows of the modelling industry, uh, insecurity, guys, all sorts of stuff. Uh, this week we're joined by Plumley. Plum, thanks Hello. for joining us. Thank you for having me, friends. Let's give the listeners a quick overview of who is Plumley. So, I am a female. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am South African, which is part of my identity. South Africa's playing England on Saturday, and I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. Do you watch rugby? Only when the World Cup's on. Oh, I'm excited. So you're rooting for oh, um, South Africa. Um, yeah. <laughs> what else? I go to Loughborough, mm-hmm. and I met Josh and Ryan like two years ago. Through so. mutual friends. I don't have friends, but no, no, yeah, I'm mutual friends. Acquaintances. I, Ryan, I only had a conversation with you like two weeks ago for the first time. <laughs> yeah, I think we met for the first time like two years ago, but I actually spoke for the first time like last week. Was so, it Charlie? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, yes, so one of the main reasons we've invited Plum on, or one of the reasons that I was tracked as Plum as a guest, podcast guest, is that she is a very extroverted character. She does a lot of um, publicity, so you do sort of modelling and you've been on a couple of TV shows as well. Mm-hmm. So you're not afraid of putting yourself out there uh, at all, are you? It's so weird because I'm the most non-insecure, insecure person I think I know. Okay, let's talk about that. It's so weird. Hold like, on, oh, no, say that again. She's the most non-insecure, insecure, insecure, insecure person. It's like that double negative thing. It's kind of like I'm the most sociable person, but I'm also the most lonely person as well. Okay. I'm very, like, black and white. Hmm. So, like, I don't know, like... um. I, f- I feel like I can give loads of other people confidence. And I'd be like, you can do this. Like, seriously, like, what's stopping you? But yeah. then I'll be doing something. But then a lot of the time I think, oh, I'm not good enough as well. Okay. So it's just like, have I have the confidence to do something. But I also don't have enough confidence to actually do it as well as I could or potentially do it. So when you're actually doing a task such as a modelling gig or TV show... Like, there are so many TV shows that I could be on, mm. or could have been on, but I just haven't. Because, because why? You haven't gone for the opportunity? Um, I had a bad experience with one of the... with the BBC. Is that Does that count as slagging or... No, no, no. no, no, no. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a bad experience with something. I went all the way to the end, and then that went bad. I did... I went to film something I got paid £700 for to do, and I actually didn't end up doing it, but I was like kind of like the on-hold person, and this thing is going to come out on Channel 4, and it's going to be really big. Like, it's in the news now. So I didn't, like, make it through the end of that, and because I haven't gotten all the way with a couple of things that I wanted to do, it's kind of, like, halted me. But then at the same time, I'm like, it's good, like... I've had other opportunities that, I, that I've that i done rather than that. Mm. And, like, there's loads of other shows that I 
could have been on or but I just haven't really gone for them even though do you know what I mean it's it's weird yeah. it's a weird one I either go for something or I like go for it and I half go for it it's like I don't know I, I have the most faith in myself but I also have no faith in myself it's yeah very it sounds, like, sounds like an industry you need to have super super high resilience to succeed in or to, to I'm a very odd of, character keep taking I'm very those odd opportunities but then at the same time you almost need loads and loads of confidence but also that humility to be able to succeed and appear likable if that makes sense so do you know what the thing with me is is I'll be like right the grass is green like the grass is really green like I can see that the grass is green the grass is green and I will voice it to like a million people and someone will turn and be like actually the grass is red and I'm like no 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 it's green and then they'll be like no it's red and they'll be like no it's red it's red and then I'll be like oh I'll start believing that it's red mm. so that's like a so what do you mean by that me. as in the situation that's it's so like I'll red. be like I believe in myself I'm like oh I can do this and like I'll be doing it mm. and then like a small hiccup will come and then I'm like I shouldn't be doing this and, and it's that... because I think it's because I've been pulled down my mm. entire life that it's always that doubt but then that doubt also gives me strength at the same time. It's, it's so those weird. those setbacks must occur quite a lot in the modelling industry. Like I get setbacks all the time, hmm. every day, and it's just like, how do I feel? Sometimes I actually struggle to understand how I feel about certain things, and sometimes I, I just like things that would offend someone else just doesn't offend me at all, and things that shouldn't offend me do. Okay, so. I face like loads of setbacks, but it's just kind of like, how do I deal with them to get over them? And do I ever? Would you say you're thick skinned in general? Yes, I'd say so. But at the same time, I'm sensitive. Okay. I'm the biggest oxymoron of a person. I'd say I can exert confidence. And like the one thing I'd say that I'm very strong about is like, if I ever saw someone being bullied in front of me or someone else getting treated like badly in front of me I would have their back whereas if it came to me I'd be like oh do you know what I it's, mm. it's odd it's depends point. on the situation doesn't it like mm. I was talking to somebody about this today actually um and about how I find that I can contextualize other people's problems and give like the best advice but no one takes their own advice but then I don't take that myself no one takes their own advice so no one we're talking about that kind of it's because we feel like our voices paranoid. aren't enough mm. We like I like I sometimes like a situation will happen and I and I will know the right answer and if someone else told me I'd be like yes you're right mm, mm. but when I hear my own voice I'm like oh but it might be the wrong answer yeah, no that, one listens to their own talking. voice exactly. you yeah. just need that reassurance don't you yeah. literally I had like literally I had a situation earlier and I like had to have like four people's opinions to like be like okay this is okay. Mm. Is that because it's external and because when you hear it from somebody else or you soundboard it then you kind of respond to it in a different way. I don't know. It's, it's a funny one, isn't it? Maybe. I think there's also some, like... My confidence always depends on how I feel, actually. So, like, um, when I saw you guys a couple of weeks ago, like, I was good. I was so good. Like, nothing... I felt like I was untouchable. Nothing was hurting me. Nothing was... Yeah. I could, like, overcome everything. And then I started the contraception, um, the contraceptive patch, and then... I noticed, like, my emotion. I became, I was starting to become really emotional. And then yesterday, like, for the first time in a really, really long time, I had anxiety. And then loads of things started to, like, get to me. So I feel like that, in like, external thing that 
like became part of me is what if like affected my confidence so it all just depends on who like so I love the quote when a flower dies it's not the flower's fault it's the environment that it's in Mm -hmm. and that is so true Mm. and the reason I think a lot I am I would say I'm thick-skinned and I am strong like 90% of the time is because I know how to remove myself from a toxic environment okay but sometimes I get sucked in but that's if it's like people close to me that would affect me but if it's someone that i don't know then i don't really care yeah yeah i so i have a bit of a strange question but bear okay. with me so as a as a grown flower do you see the industry that you're aspiring towards as a healthy environment it depends i know so okay here's the thing i i would say i'm not an insecure person like in terms of looks because i've worked in that industry and because i know the behind the scenes i know what goes on i know the airbrushing i know the makeup i know what people look i've met so many celebrities z-list a-lists i mean so many and i've seen what they look like in person and i've seen them on instagram and i i honestly will sit on instagram and flick through and be like i sometimes i'm like oh i can't even compliment them of looking pretty because i'm like why have you why have you airbrushed your second toe to the left (laughs) like i can't i can't feel insecure when i'm on instagram because i know that it's so fake through that yeah every time without fail every time and you know like i i i so many of my friends i mean they they can just change the way that they look on on, i mean there's airbrushing there's changing shadows and filters and it's 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 all a complete like it's virtual it's virtual like yeah. reality it's not real so how can i feel upset if i if i go if i if i walked out of my flat and i went to sainsbury's and i saw all these amazingly stunningly beautiful people in front of me yeah maybe i'd feel insecure but because i don't but i do when i go on my phone it just makes me not insecure because i can see that difference whereas i feel like a lot of people can't but i think a lot of people would say that they know that that is there as well because they haven't got the background information they don't of, that, actually know. of that kind yeah. of experience. They can sort of say, oh yeah, everything's fake, everything's airbrushed, blah, 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 it's all virtual world. And they kind of can agree with that in principle, but not in practice. But what you're saying is that you can see through that in practice because you've got that behind the scenes experience. I feel like the industry isn't toxic for me because, do you know what, I actually, I've done like loads of, photo shoots for Boots and Oxfam and blah, 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 blah. And the photographers and makeup artists, they're so lovely. They are, the behind the scenes people are very lovely. It's kind of just the bad comments online, but I just don't let that affect me. But I have been to a photo shoot where a photographer has said to me, if you lost weight on your legs, you'd be more attractive. Or I've had, you know, I've had boys who I've been seeing saying, oh, you'd look nicer if you grew your hair out. Mm. Well, you'd look nice if you had a bigger <laughs> hand. <laughs> hand. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So yeah, that yeah. that can be very detrimental because when I went for this uh, this photo shoot, like I was very excited, had all my makeup done, and then that comment was said, and then for the next couple of weeks, I was like, "Oh, do I eat or don't I?" Mm. So that could be very detrimental. But a lot of the time, if I like things like Instagram, don't offend me, and people generally do make you feel very good on set. So, I don't. It all just depends, really. But if someone if someone asked you to do an airbrush 
thing for a shoot, for example, and you got, you know, in, in order to do this contract, that was part of the deal, and you'd get paid a nice... Yes! Money, you, you Honey, do... you can paint my face purple if you pay me. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> so, yeah, fair enough, I get that. What what would you say to the sort of, if you think that's an issue, and there's maybe younger girls out there who are not as um, sort of well-knowledged in, in the area, and they're, they're sort of a bit more naive, <clears throat> and they're looking at Plum hairbrush thinking why she's beautiful I wish I could be like that naturally I mean if it's not me it's gonna be someone else do you know what I mean yeah sure like people slate Kim Kardashian oh my gosh she's does cultural appropriation she does this she does this and I'm like and whilst you're saying all these comments behind her back she's sitting in the Maldives like sipping on her (laughs) margarita honey like do you know what I mean like Mm. if if it's if if you don't do something in life, someone else is going to do it. And if that's just the way it is, Ma- magazines, people have been photoshopped in magazines for years and mm. years and years and years. You know, people have always from like going back to the fifties, always looked in magazines and be like, I wish I looked like that. I can watch TV and be like, Oh, I wish I was America's next top model. Everyone's always going to, we're human when nothing is ever good enough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it's just a medium that's changed. The kind of comparative nature that everything, have, a lot, everything in this world is a lie. You yeah. go to corporations, and you could say to an accountant, "Why, why would you change the balance sheet figures? Like, don't you think that that could upset an investor? <laughs> like, he's like, he'll be like, yeah, that's business. That's like, just that's how life. That's, that's just how it is. Game. Yeah. So and also, I guess it's not the responsibility of everyone especially if they're in the public eye, to be role models for other people. Yeah. It's a kind of nice thing. I don't um, think I could ever see myself as anyone's role model. It's, <laughs> so it's like, it's not... I literally, if someone told me I was doing a role model, I think I'd... Right? Yeah, I think, I think people should be responsible. Like, parents should be responsible for their children. Adults should be responsible for themselves. Everyone just blames everyone else. Okay, and I don't necessarily agree but then the thing is have you ever picked up a magazine and looked at it and been like that's so airbrushed it's funny i don't know maybe maybe i just because i just know the the backs round i just don't care yeah i have a similar feeling sometimes with adverts right as a business student interested in the marketing side of things maybe that's the only equivalent I would have. So mm-hmm. like a company would be doing something and I can just see where they're trying to hit the messaging, but it's just not there. Like the CSR stuff. Like the CSR yeah. stuff. And Does it make you see... laugh? Yeah. So that's the only equivalent I have because I'm just like, yeah, you're not, you're nowhere near the mark there. And it is funny. But it's with like loads, loads of things. Mm. So, I mean, I'd hate to, you know, if someone paid me a lot of money to airbrush me and put me on a magazine, like money is money. Like I yeah. love money. Like why not? But I'd hate to be the reason someone feels insecure about themselves mm. but then again that's not my fault mm. and it's your problem not you yeah go. and it's always it's always been around and it always will be i think mm. so that's just my view no that's fair enough you mentioned something important the hate comments you said you try and ignore them oh no they're so funny how how do you do that because i think that's easier said than done because people, people are so stupid <laughs> they're just so stupid honestly like really you want to sit there and you want to comment on the, the amount of... St- it's, it's the stuff that I hear about me and my family or whatever that I hear. And I'm just like, you're so sad that you have to say that. You're so sad that you have to think that. And it's so sad that you have to discuss that. And the fact that you have to do it on social media to get attention just makes you look 
stupid yourself like you're making yourself look like a clown Mm -hmm. and i mean i've been on there's been situations on twitter where i've had more than a hundred and two more than 200 people have a go at me like nasty tweets about me and i just sit there and i'm like why would i feel sad over such pathetic people come and say that to my face i dare you but you can't because you don't have a backbone. If you did say it to my face, congratulations mm. for coming up to me and saying what you think of me. Like, oh my gosh, like here's a Nobel <laughs> Prize. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and like, as I said last week, why would I take criticism from someone who I wouldn't take advice from? The people that mm. insult me, I could look at them and be like, oh, well, you give me one insult, I can give you 10 back. Like, you're not perfect. Yeah. So it's like, it's like asking a lion, why does a sheep not upset them? The lion would be like, well, thank you. I could yeah. just eat the sheep if I wanted to. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Play. That's quite just good doesn't analogy. just doesn't upset me. It would upset me if it was a friend or family that brought me down. But if it's someone that I just I don't know, then I just I just really don't care. But my parents have always brought me up to be like that, I think. Mm. I find it funny. Like sometimes I download Twitter. Like when I was on T V or like when I was on this morning. Oh my god. <laughs> it was killing me. What? Well, and I was with Yeah. And the other people were getting so offended, and I was like, "How are you not finding this funny?" Oh, were the other were the other bribe people getting abuse as well? Was there? yeah, and they yeah. were so sad. But like, do you know, people and the thing, the main thing people take the so on. So when I've done TV before, I've never I've never been called fat ever. Actually, I've never been called fat ever, like from a hate comment, which is like a shock to me because I would think that would be probably the first thing that people would. Like, that's always the yeah, first you insult. insult to, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, I've been called ugly, but I mean, sorry, like, pay for my plastic surgery and then we can discuss. Do you know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But, like, um, yeah, a lot of people just criticise my personality or they criticise my name. But I'm like, right, Plum is my nickname. It's not even on my birth certificate. It's my nickname. I've been called Plum since I was little. It's a nickname. Like, I don't... For the last 22 years, I've chosen to just go by it because my parents just nicknamed it to me one day. Like, I could easily just change it to Victoria, but I don't want to because I like it. Mm. And secondly, you're never going to forget it. Yeah, it's uni. And and sorry, what was was your name? John or (laughs) Matt or... Oh, I forgot. Do you know what I mean? So that's just one thing they always take the mick out of, but I just don't... I can't... The things that they take the mick out of, I can't feel insulted by... Do you think you've always been like that or has that been built up over time from experience? There must have been points where you've you've let little things like that get to you. I think it's human, right? No, ever no, I've never stuff like that has never got to me, never. I've had when I was younger, I had people making fun of my height, but I used to go home and be like I'd literally be like, "But mum, I can't make myself shorter." So I'd like quite I'd be like I can't actually change that. So mm. why would you... It's like me saying to Ryan, oh, you're ugly because you're blonde. You'd be like, um, okay, like... Yeah, there's nothing. You'd be like, okay, I could dye it brown, but I don't want... Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, there was a point where I put like a lot of weight on and that, and then when I was 13, the boys made nasty comments. And I think that's what like upset me for a good couple of years. But things to do with my height, my name... When I moved to England, people were nasty about my accent. And I was like, I can't really change that unless I try to sound British. But then I tried and then it just sounded silly. So I don't know. It's just, I, f- I always feel like people are rude to me about 
the most stupid things. Like if you're gonna be, if you're gonna hit me, like get my soft spot. But you just, they just can't mm. sometimes. If that makes sense. Yeah. Do you think people overthink that as well when they're taking their own criticisms and their own sort of insecurities in that people overreact to things like that and then kind of internalize them? So say that comment right there. Which one? The you're ugly because you're blonde. Like, I might take that and go, oh, damn. <laughs> Maybe oh, I baby. am. No. Like, mm. um, or I don't know, an equivalent comment, what what that would be. Mm. But I get the feeling that your reaction to everything that was just said there was, you've got that, you can't change it. Whereas some people might it's more of the of ruminate on it. I just look at people and I just think, you are so thick. Like what? You are so stupid. Yeah. So like for saying a, something so stupid, you're so stupid. Say something intelligent that will hurt me. Yeah, yeah. Rather than something so surface and stupid, like oh, you're called plum. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, really? I'm so sorry that offends you. Yeah. Like, how can I be offended by something so stupid? No, that's it. And I guess that's it, isn't it? It's anything like that. It's a reflection on. Do you know the most given. the most upsetting thing I think someone's ever said to me on social media is that my mum looks like a shrew. And they started <laughs> posting photos of my mum and a shrew and I actually, <laughs> and I actually can't unsee it. <laughs> uh, so, so, see, we so, can laugh about that. But that's, that's I feel so like weird. that's the thing that I'm saying. <laughs> I look at my mum and I'm like, I actually can see what <laughs> Did you tell her? <laughs> no shame, she's sensitive. No, um, no she just... No, my mum hates social media. She mm. hates it. She thinks it's so toxic because people just. Is hide that them. because she sees what happens to her daughter? No, might be because the way I handle it, my mum doesn't. My mum's fine with me being on it, but like I feel like if my mum was a teenage girl, she'd like okay. be like, "This is not for me." My mum's a crab. She's always in her shell. She doesn't want to be seen. She doesn't want to. She doesn't like people knowing who she is. Mm. Whereas my dad's like, "Hey." because he's a mother yeah yeah but you i've seen like a few of your instagrams and stuff like you you regularly kind of put your mum in oh, the limelight so, <laughs> so how does she feel about that she, her confidence with the whole social i think she's she just finds it like funny now and i get loads of positive comments like mm. loads of positive and sometimes people go up to my parents and they're like are you debbie really are you jeremy <laughs> and my mom's like how do you know me whereas usually she'd be like do you remember the days <laughs> Do you remember the days like 10 years ago your parents would be like no to the internet and now my yeah, mum's yeah. like you should put that as your Tinder picture. Oh, really? <laughs> do you remember those days? Yeah, I do. So, I don't know. She's just kind of my mum's actually kind of naive to it. Okay. And people she's kind of just also in her own bubble about it. But yeah, people just deal with different things differently. Yeah, so it's a funny gap, isn't it? That sort of technological gap that you can see between generations like the other week i i skyped my mum while she was at my grandparents house and like my grand's face you know just lit up like oh he's in my kitchen <laughs> it's like little things like that right that you don't sort of my consider. dad downloaded tinder but, yeah really like, wait why my mum was playing bubbles on his phone <laughs> and she was like and my dad was napping and she was like jeremy why are you on tinder and my dad thought it was tumblr uh, is what he says. <laughs> I'm going to use that one. And he was like, it was like 50 year old male looking for 18 to 35. No, I'm kidding. So, but also, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it is funny. 
So as hopefully you're familiar with now with this new format, this is part one of the hour chat. So half an hour is 2% of your day. So we've got part two coming uh, in a few days time. So look out for that and uh, have a good day. Well, that's it for another episode of the 2% podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording. If you or someone you know has a story to tell, we'd love to hear from you. So please get in touch. And if you have a question you want answering, send it in to us using Anchor Voice Messages and you can feature in a future episode. All the links are in the description. Stay motivated, follow your dreams and as always, do it with a smile.